11 a.m. on the EST, and that means it's time for another BitMart AMA. I'm Nathan, your host, as always, and I'm joined by the lovely Frank uh, from, I want to say it's called Veritis because it's French, but I'll get to him. He'll, I'll get to him in one second after I'm done with this housekeeping. Sorry, Frank. I know you were probably about to speak right there and say, no, it's Veritis. Um... <laughs> I'm just kidding, Frank. We'll we'll chat in one second. So if you are um, if you're part of these AMAs, like usual, you are going to get rewarded for it because you Bitmar recognizes that anyone who listens to these AMAs is not only a Bitmartian that uses our platform, but they are a person who wants to know about the crypto world and info before anybody else or as things are happening. There's a reason why you stay on these AMAs with me for sometimes you know an hour and a half. How we've had long ones like that. Um, which uh, I'll ask you, Frank, if you have a hard out for that. But usually they're 30 minutes to an hour. And the reason why you listen to these is because you get the inside scoop from the projects themselves about what they're trying to do, what they think about the blockchain space. And we think that you should be rewarded for that. And so the reward for this particular AMA is going to be $1,000 in VTS for 200 lucky winners. So I'm terrible at math, but what is that? That's like 50 VTS uh, per, per person, something like that. You can do the math right there. All you have to know is that you always ask me at the beginning, you say, Nathan, why would we want these tokens? We don't know anything about this project, things like that. Yeah, free stuff is always nice. And what do I always tell you? I tell you by the end, after we've interviewed the person or the project, sometimes we have multiple people, you're going to want these tokens. You're going to know the use case of them. You're going to want to go and buy them on BitMart and that's just the way it is. That's the entire reason for the AMAs. I learn as much as you do here, um, although I'm not eligible for any of the tokens or any of the rewards. Boo-hoo. So uh, without further ado, um, oh, gosh, real quick. I'm sorry because we didn't have rewards last time. In order to get those rewards, you, you probably know the process, but just in case you're new here, you would go and retweet the link where you found this spaces on BitMart Exchange, and then we want you to follow at BitMart Exchange and uh, Veritis, which is a, um, at V-E-R-I-T-I-S-E on Twitter. Show them some love. Tag three friends. Fill out a Google form that is attached, and you'll be off to the races to win some of those sweet, sweet VTS tokens. So without further ado, I think I stumbled through that, didn't I? It's been a while since I've had to read that full one. Without ado, um, I have Frank from Veritis here. Is that correct, Frank? That is correct, uh, Nathan. And, and just to um, to comment on the name uh, pronunciation of Veritize. So we say Veritize, just like um, you know, advertise. So just uh, just upfront to say that. Perfect. Well, you know, I, I knew I knew that I was going to be corrected, Frank. So you know, I'm I'm Italian by heritage, so maybe I'm used to the to the. Uh, the the softer the softer ones. So I wanted to say veritas, but it's veritize. So shrug yeah, your shoulders, guys. <laughs> yeah, you're not the first one that that does that, and it, it, it's it's kind of uh, it makes sense uh, to, to people in Europe sometimes to say veritas. But um, you know, as we establish the brand, veritas uh, will be more uh, more known. So absolutely, and you know, it's always nice to start out um, an AMA or an interview. Uh, by being corrected, because there's two ways to think about corrections. There's ones that think about it as an assault to your ego to, hey, who are you to say that? And there's another way to say, oh, my gosh, I still have so much to learn. And that's the, that's the point of the AMA. So Veritize, 
everyone. Veritas is uh, what we'll be talking about today, and I've got Frank there. Now, Frank, the other thing that I couldn't pronounce uh, was your last name. I would love it if you could pronounce your last name for me. Sure, it's Tyson. Oh, okay. I was not expecting that at all. It does not look like it's spelled Tyson. Mike Tyson looks like it's spelled Tyson. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. I'm from the Netherlands originally, so it's a Dutch name, and the H is silent, and the I and the J is like a Y, and so that's why it's called uh, Tyson. And a lot of people say Tyson, just like to say very Tyson. So it's a common thing that happens a lot. I would not have gotten that at all. I don't know because there's a J in it. I was thrown off by the J. <laughs> But, uh, okay, very cool. Frank Tyson from Vera Ties. So we have now started off on the right foot here. And like I said, if you want to go and look at their Twitter, it's at V-E-R-I-T-I-S-E. Um, I'm on their website here, which is veritize.com, uh, which, you know, you know what these AMAs I try and do. I try and kind of learn along with you as the listener. I try not to research too much about it and be biased about anything. And so if you go to their website, veritize.com, the first thing you see is a big block that says bringing back trust. Veritize is a powerful blockchain and identity verification platform for enterprises, institutions, and individuals. Okay. That's an interesting way to start out. So Frank, I would love you to tell us what is Veritize, who's it for, and maybe kind of what's like the origin story about it or, or what you're doing. And I'll let you talk as long as you want to. Please, you have the floor. Thank you, Nathan. And uh, before I start, I just want to really thank Bitmar team for hosting this AMA uh, for us today. And also would like to thank all the people that are listening in today and uh, who are interested to learn more about Veritize and who have taken the time out of the day to to tune in, and so I really appreciate that. So, uh, as you already said, uh, Nathan, and what you already read from our website, um, you know, Veritas is a powerful blockchain. Um, it's an identity verification platform for enterprises, institutions, and individuals. Now, uh, like you said, I do want to give some background information about the inception of, uh, of Veritas. So first of all, we're a company that was founded in France in uh, 2020. Our headquarters are located in the center of Paris, and we have also a local office in the South of the Long. And we also have a base in the UK currently, in, in London, to be precise. And so to answer this question about you know, what is prioritized in a more elaborate way, uh, I would like to share some more background information. So we started this company with a clear vision uh, to build a company that uses blockchain technology in such a way that it provides users with immediate real-world value. The, the, the services that we build with this blockchain need to be such that anyone can and will want to use it because it adds clear value to them. You know, when I talk to uh, people about Veritize, you know, I often ask them, how many apps do you have on your phone or any device right now that uses blockchain to provide you with a service that you really want or need on a daily basis that is relevant in your life, but is not related to crypto trading or speculating or uh, managing NFTs, and most people would say they don't have any, because using blockchain in a way that makes sense in the real world is not something that's mainstream at all. And so it's one thing to have extremely advanced and fancy blockchain technology, and we see many uh, of these types of projects out there. But it's another thing altogether to utilize this technology properly so that you know, people and companies alike 
can and want to use it and gladly are willing to even pay for access to these premium services. So that's uh, what we strive for at Veritas, to build those types of services on our blockchain that are so good that they are a no-brainer for companies and individuals to use because they make sense in the real world and because they affect the bottom line. They save costs, they enhance experiences, they provide them with useful metrics, uh, customer data. And so we, we strive to make these services mainstream and that people uh, need no understanding of blockchain or, or crypto at all in order to use them. So now that I gave that background information and how we started out wanting to build this company and with the vision of uh, creating something that uses blockchain for the real world, I want to just be very specific uh, about uh, what we do. So we're bringing back trust across individuals, enterprises, and institutions through blockchain identity verification. So whether it's a real person or a company or it represents any form of digital assets, all entities can be registered, can be verified, authorized, validated, uh, or tracked immutably on our blockchain. So that could be products, uh, products to, um, in the supply chain or to give customers information about the, um, the sources of the ingredients or um, you know, other information certifications. It can be uh, resumes, CDs, right? Um, it can be objects, documents, uh, news, uh, opinions, information, intellectual property, uh, NFTs, artworks, whatever you can can imagine and you can tokenize, that is what we, uh, we, we want to be able to tokenize with our, our platform. And uh, our slogan is, is bringing back trust. And that's really uh, the heart of what uh, Veritize is. Understood, Frank, and thank you for that explanation um, and the background, because that is an it's a growing problem in our world as it becomes more and more digital. And there are other blockchains um, that are they they claim to have tried to uh, to solve it. Like I know this is one of the ambitions of Cardano is to do digital identity, but I don't think that anybody has really gotten it correct yet. So. I agree with everything that you're saying there, Frank. And the first message, or I'm sorry, the first question that came to my mind was, um, is Veritize a proprietary blockchain that you have built, or are you guys working off of some other blockchain? Yeah, that's a really good question, because uh, there's quite some confusion uh, out there where people may have thought that... Um, we are a token on somebody else's blockchain that somebody else developed, but uh, we are our own uh, proprietary blockchain uh, that we implemented ourselves. And we, we implemented that in a way that it meets the needs of uh, our use case and our, our business model. Uh, and, and that's exactly why we have our own blockchain, because we, uh, yes, there, there are definitely blockchains that are trying to do the same thing that, um, that we are doing um, in terms of uh, protecting products against counterfeiting or identity or tokenization. But I mean, we definitely have a, a different approach in how we, we do that in a way that, that makes us unique. And you know, we can talk about it some more later. Uh, but to, to get back to the proprietary uh, blockchain, so when we started out um, determining what we needed out of the blockchain, we had a, a list of requirements. 
And you know, this requirement, um, there, are, there are two parts to that. Uh, first of all, it, it needs to be a, a public blockchain. Um, it, it needs to be de decentralized, uh, where you know, the server nodes on the Veritas blockchain network are, are not controlled by us exclusively, but anyone can run uh, a server and be part of this network. Uh, so that means no single person or entity controls the data, and this provides the data integrity and trust that we need for our services. Because on the other end of the spectrum, uh, yes, there's blockchains out there that, that try to do the same thing. And there's also blockchains that uh, are trying to do the same thing that are not decentralized, uh, they're not publicly traded, uh, but they're centralized and private. So that means that a single entity could have control over all the nodes in the blockchain network and the problem with that is that uh, the ledger then no longer is 100% immutable. The problem is that it's more prone to hacks, risks, data breaches, or manipulation, and it's easy for bad actors to endanger the entire network, and it's less secure. So, so one of the things we set out to do is when we build the blockchain that we're going to use, it needs to be uh, a public blockchain, it needs to be the decentralized. And so by design, if properly implemented, Blockchain information is immutable and cannot be altered or deleted. And you know, I'm, now I'm talking to the crypto crowd here. We are very aware of this. And so, in order for us to be able to use the blockchain technology for our services, we had a couple of other requirements, and um, that is fast transactions. So, why do we need fast transactions? Because if you're in the store and you're you're you're, you're you're scanning a product, uh, well, that, that could be kind of instant, but once you start claiming ownership of a product like that, you don't want the user to have to wait for 30 seconds or, 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 or a minute or longer. Uh, and so it's important to trans have these transactions happen uh, quickly um, for, for an optimal user experience. Um, of course, we also needed it to be low cost. So transactions fees cannot be go out of control when, for instance, our token value, the VTS token, goes up uh, in value on the market. Uh, there's a lot of um, blockchains, as you know, out there that as soon as the, the value of the of the token goes up, then the uh, transaction fees goes up as well. That that would completely destroy our, our business model because companies and individuals like they would they would calculate, okay, how you know how much do I pay uh, for each product? Because uh, once you create a product that, that requires a transaction, then you know you cannot have transaction fees that are a dollar or a euro or or ten dollars and up. And so, uh, what we set out to do is create a blockchain that has a dynamically uh, adjustable fees, so that our fees stay under one euro cent, no matter how high VTS. If VTS goes to one one euro, if it goes to to ten dollars, uh, it doesn't really matter. Now, the other, the other thing that was important for us for the blockchain was for it to be eco-friendly. So we opted to develop a blockchain that is a delegated uh, proof of stake. Um, and then, of course, uh, we need it to be highly scalable for future growth. Um, so the kind of use cases that we're uh, planning to roll out, uh, we do need it to be highly scalable. Uh, and then there's, of course, the robustness that we need, uh, enough for it to be enterprise grade. And then the other thing is that, you know, these are parameters. Uh, you know, we wanted a low inflation rate to protect value uh, for, for our investors. So uh, we're looking at a 1% inflation rate per year. And so we implemented a blockchain that's proprietary and that checks all those boxes. 
And uh, so, you know, just want to emphasize once more that, you know, we have our own blockchain and so it's not a token on someone else's chain. So I'm, I'm Nathan, I'm really glad that you asked me that question uh, because that's uh, definitely something that I wanted to talk about uh, as well. Yeah, and it, it's something weird um, that people kind of debate over, you know, because obviously some of the bigger blockchains, I'm thinking of Ethereum and uh, Bitcoin, are open source. And you have this continuous, you've had this war in software for, you know, since the internet and software were invented, where there's lots of people that say uh, you can't trust software unless it's um, open source and it could be audited and things like that. But the caveat to that is, well, in order to audit software, uh, you'd have to be computer literate enough in order to audit the software. So you're, you're still relying on third parties. You're just relying on third parties that I guess you trust more. And then of course, everybody uses proprietary software. Um, I'm thinking of things like the visa network or, uh, you know, services like Netflix or something like that. Everybody uses third party software that they trust. Other people have audited that's proprietary, but it's also public. So there's, there's, you know, not only is there not really no winning in this debate, but there is a use case for both of them. And when you're talking about identity, when you're talking about bringing back trust, identity, things like that, we also kind of intrinsically accept this no matter what country you're in. I'm thinking about like driver's licenses, right? Technically, driver's licenses are not that hard to reproduce. You know, every, you could have a private company that does it, blah, blah, blah. But we've all kind of decided, whether you like it or not, that, hey, the way that you verify whether a driver's license or identification is real is it has to come from one specific office and have one specific, you know, thing. So you're trusting it out to this third party who... Um, has provided the standard. And so when I see something like Veritas and people, like the criticism that I could see coming up with would be, oh, the blockchain's proprietary. Well, you've said, yes, but it's public. And the reason why it's proprietary is so that it can do these certain things. And so that there's trust in this institution to, to kind of help the blockchain. I'd love to go over in a little bit more detail the, the things that you touched on about how it's low cost, green, and fast. Um, but I just wanted to to clarify that real quick. So it's a proprietary blockchain, but it's also public in the fact that you said people can join and run nodes and stuff like that. Can you can you explain that like a little bit further? Like, so the blockchain yeah. is is developed by Veritize, which is the company, but people can still join it. Would they have to join for like a subscription fee, or would they have to be part of the Veritize system, or how how is that working? Yeah. So so um, yeah, when you say proprietary, I, I actually took it in a way of whether we have our own blockchain or not. But uh, it is, um, in principle, open source. So if people did want to get into looking at the, at the source, uh, they can. So so the, the argument that people may throw up, like, well, it's, it's proprietary, we can't see the code or whatever, that's, we're, we're going to be completely transparent with that. So that, that element is taken out of the way because we are all about trust and we are about people being able to trust what's happening, what's being stored on the chain. We, we don't want to be uh, manipulating anything or be in control of anything that people are in control. And uh, now to answer your question on okay, how can they participate? So they, they can become network participants, uh, like a lot of other blockchains do, where uh, people are, are free to, to run a server that supports uh, our network. And so we already have that information on GitHub. So go to github.com slash and there you will see a set of instructions on how to set up your own node. And then uh, once you do that, uh, you can start earning rewards. Now, um, so this is free. So people don't have to sign up for, for running a node. Anybody can start doing it because 
that is very important to us uh, in terms of supporting the decentralization, right? So the more people are running this node, the more decentralized the network will be. And so we encourage people to do that and it's free for them to do that. And they get rewarded by it as well. And so what do these rewards look like? Well, we, I mentioned earlier, we have this uh, low inflation rate, which is uh, 1% a year. Now, these uh, coins that are being generated through the inflation, um, they are being distributed among the network participants. So, um, you know, if you take a total supply of 300 million VTS tokens, um, and you take 1% of 3 million tokens, those will be distributed over how, however many network participants are supporting the network at that point. So it's actually very lucrative right now to get in and run a node because there's relatively low low participants at this point. Uh, and the more uh, people are starting to join, uh, you know, more diluted that, that inflation uh, rate or, or the coins from the inflation is being uh, distributed. However, on the other side, there's also the transaction fees that are being uh, rewarded to these node operators as well. And so as Faritize is being adopted and the adoption rate is going up, um, meaning there's more transactions and so there's more transaction fees, there will be more rewards again for the node operators. So even though there will be more operators added um, you know, on a weekly and daily basis, um, as Veritas becomes more popular, the rewards will go up as well because the transaction fees are going to be rewarded to those node operators as well. Absolutely. And uh, it's always nice to get in on a blockchain project if you believe it early. Uh, you know, some would argue that during this bear market, you can actually get in on all the major projects, you know, still early, depending on what you believe the price or use cases were going to be, depending on your um, depending on your inclination when it comes to crypto projects. But you, you know what, Frank, we can talk about because I, I noticed here that the uh, the algorithm that Veritize uses is a delegated stake with proof of importance, which I definitely want to get into. But I, I kind of realized that we didn't we kind of jumped over a little bit the um, verifying human identities and protecting your products solutions that Veritize does. So I'm I, that's that's my fault. I apologize to the listeners here. I got a little bit too technical and too interested um, that I kind of skipped over the broad solutions. So, Frank, let's let's step back just a little bit and talk about, you know, Veritize. We, we talked about how you have this, uh, this own blockchain that you developed. It has this specific use case. It has all these great features that we're going to get into in, in a little bit. But the main problems that you're solving, at least according to your website, front, front and center here, are verifying human identities and protecting products. I'd love for you to talk about that. Yes, so those two are on the forefront right now. And so even though... Uh, our solutions uh, can be applied to so many things. We, we do need to pick important verticals from the get-go that, that can be validated and that, that are going to be what we call low-hanging fruit when it comes to tokenization. And one of them is product uh, authentication and verification to protect customers. And so how that works, so that's basically at the heart of, of uh, Veritas right now, to protect and authenticate products, uh, human identities, um, and so to give you an example, let's say a brand owner who sells products and wants to protect the products from counterfeits, uh, they, they can use our service quickly and affordably to add protection to its product. So the, the, the goal is to create 
uh, a subscription-based model where, and, and this is where we differ from uh, some of the other solutions out there that try to deal with uh, counterfeiting, uh, is where there's so much upfront um, development costs, is that we are working on a, a subscription-based turnkey solution. So um, the brand owner logs in, creates an account, and then um, they start to uh, say, okay, I need to have, let's say, 10,000 products uh, protected this month. So uh, the Veritas backend generates a unique code for each product, which then the brand owner can print on their product packaging or however they would like to uh, connect it to, to the product. And then we use a, a unique patent protected method of connecting this code with the blockchain, uh, which makes it not profitable for counterfeiters to simply copying the code. Uh, because, you know, we get a lot of questions like, okay, why? Well, if you put a QR code on a, on a product, you know, um, somebody uh, who wants to counterfeit can just copy that code and, and just put it on their products. But there's a certain way um, we we handle that that makes it not profitable for them to do that. And to get into the technical details would, would go way long, and, and I, I, I will not go into that now. But, um, but just... So the people understand that this is not a simple just QR code. Uh, there's there's a lot of um, you know, thought behind that in order to prevent counterfeiters from from just putting it on on their products and just copying it. So once this code is on the product, and customers can then scan the product in the store before purchase uh, with with the mobile phone, they don't need the Veritize app on up front installed. They just can. Uh, uh, scan this code and the, the code will um, will open up the information about okay whose product is this uh, is this from an uh, authorized dealer for instance is this from uh, what manufacturer what brand is this the brand genuine or not uh, perhaps some information about uh, if it's food like where are the ingredients sourced from are there certain set of certifications all of the information um, they can can check, and of course, we will give them the, the opportunity to download the Veritize application, which is free to download, um, which gives them a whole lot more um, possibilities and, and and features to really unlock the, the power of what uh, what you can do with it. But um, but from the get go, customer can scan it and then um, get information about whether the product is authentic or not. Um, so when the computer, oh sorry, when the, uh, the customer uh, purchases the product, uh, they go home and then they can scan a second QR code that's inside the box or behind the tamper-proof label uh, that will enable them to register ownership of the product, uh, again, by using the free Veritize mobile app. And this opens up uh, the possibility uh, for the customer to now provide proof of ownership um, that's now recorded on a blockchain. Let's say they want to sell the item later on, they can provide the buyer with proof of ownership. So the buyer is assured that the, the item was not stolen, for instance. Then when the, the sale takes place, the owner can then transfer ownership to the buyer. And all this um, um, you know, is, is done through the mobile app. And one of the things that was very important for us as we're developing this mobile app, and uh, we actually have a private beta of that already, uh, but uh, is that users do not need to understand anything about blockchain to use it. Because um, even though blockchain has come a, a long way uh, and, and, and people have heard of it, and, and most most people have heard of it and some of them understand it, and but still a very small percentage actually understand it. And so to, to keep the adoption or to, to promote the adoption rate, we 
we went in with the design of, a, of an app that uh, does not require any knowledge about the blockchain. Uh, that, that happens all under under the hood, so to speak. Something that's um, that's hidden from the user, uh, but yet again, if the, the power user would still have the, the advanced features of the blockchain if they if they wanted to. Um, so, with that said, so now that the, you know the, the customer has claimed ownership of the product, and now they can, for instance, uh, claim instant warranty. Uh, they can do a, a warranty registration right out of uh, from from the app because the app already has. The private information of the customer. The customer can then give uh, consent to have this sent directly to the manufacturer for uh, for warranty registration with one press of the button. And then the brand owners are being able to offer discounts to their verified customers because they now know okay, this is a verified customer. They own our product, and they can push uh, discounts notifications to to the mobile app or collect data about the customers uh, that the customers have the option to provide. Uh, which leads to all kinds of valuable marketing information. And so that's just to cover the part of product authentication. There's so much more to say about it, but I, I don't want to use too much time on that because this is another um, other thing that we are um, focusing on is that the CV verification. So CVs, the problem with that is uh, companies that hire people, and, and we've, um, we've encountered this, these issues, these challenges as well, is that, you know, people put things on their CVs and, uh, you know, you don't always know whether that's a true fall or whether it's totally accurate or, or whether company uh, or whether a person actually has worked at this company and, and how they did and uh, et cetera. And so uh, our CV verification system um, helps um, companies to, to verify whether this information on the CV is authentic. So that's great for job agencies or any company hiring new people, as well as for the job applicants that want to stand out above the rest and save the company a lot of time and money for not having to check up on references. And in fact, we have a, a video on, on YouTube right now uh, that you can watch and that our listeners uh, here can watch today and that walks you through uh, the private beta version of this app uh, on how the CV verification works so you can see for yourself. And so then there's so many other services, too many to cover right now, but you know, to name a few more. So you can think of digital document signing, right? You can use your digital identity that you created on the Verizon blockchain to, to sign digital documents. Because the reality right now is that a lot of digital documents, people are signing them because they, they get them uh, sent to their email. Anybody could potentially sign it. And there's only a timestamp, but there's no real digital identification connected to it. So that there's a there's a problem that we solve with our system. Uh, you know, verification of uh, business cards, for instance, um, or uh, control uh, access of uh, restricted areas, traceability use cases. And, and the, the last one I'd like to mention is online identity verification. Because how many times have you been approached by total strangers online, you know, whether it be on Telegram or Twitter or elsewhere, claiming they will work for such and such company, et cetera, and, uh, we have no good way to verify whether what they claim is true or if they are who they say they are, right? And so Veritas is working to release, working to to release a service that solves all that and more. Um, and um, and details about how that works will will actually be released uh, soon. Very cool, Frank. Thank you for going over both of those. I just wanted a quick comment on the uh, the product verification where you you. Um, you said that since the product is verified and the people can scan it at the end, 
um, you would get instant warranty. And I thought, uh, wow, as a marketer, that um, instant warranty and instant verified reviews. I had an experience recently where I moved to a new apartment and I did not have a bed and I had to buy a bed. It was a very nice memory foam mattress, came in a box and kind of like uh, inflated almost. That, it didn't technically inflate, but you know what I mean. And one of the things that got me was when I opened up the box and it said, if you bought it on our site, don't worry about the warranty. We've already registered it for you. And I thought, thank God. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where not only do you know that you got an authentic product because you ordered it from the manufacturer's website, they took care of all the meaningless stuff to you, which I say meaningless, but it's like, if you buy a high quality product, uh, and you know, this is not to throw shade on lawyers or anything like that. Lawyers have their purpose, but I know that it is a tactic, right? To say, Hey, we marketed to you that you get this amazing warranty. And then the fine print and says, by the way, you have to sign up for this warranty within 18 days of receiving the product or else it's null and void. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. so the fact that you could do it automatically and on the blockchain and provide both high value to your customer and high value to marketers, I instantly see as a huge solution. And I know that you're talking about using the mobile app and things like that, but actually I, I'm kind of looking ahead a little bit farther in the future to where I totally agree with you where you say, we want them to know that they're using, you know, not even really know that they're using blockchain and it's all under the hood. Because I'm thinking about how eBay and all these luxury brand products, they're having this product that they're having this problem with brand authentication. But at the same time, you know, once again, not to throw shade on people that uh, buy Gucci purses or Lamborghinis or whatever, they're probably not going to want to learn how to use certain blockchain apps. They just want it done automatically as an integrated part of the service. And so to people that might look at this and say, well, who needs product authentication or who needs this or who needs that? This seems superfluous. I, I would just disagree with them based on one, my own experience and two, the wider market as a whole. And that that's just product authentication. When it comes to the human identity stuff, whether it's CV, um, you know, passports, anything that has to do with identity verification, that actually seems like a, um, that actually seems like a, like a grander plan that, um, that I, I think we're, we're seeing a bunch of different blockchains, uh, try and try and almost work together on because that's such a, that's a little bit more of a massive problem than authenticating either a, a luxury product. So unless you have absolutely. any more comments on that, uh, Frank, yeah. um, Yes, absolutely, I, I do. And um, yeah, the, the online identity or identity uh, in general, um, there's so many um, problems with this right now. You, I heard you mention trusted reviews, for instance. You know, we, we just don't know the, the, whether we can trust the information that is, is on you know, reviews left by people. Are they, are they people that were actually customers <laughs> or were they paid to leave a good review or... Are they the, the competition that is wanting to leave a bad review, you know, for, for this product? And so, again, that, that brings us back to this online identity verification service that Veritas is, is, is working on. Because, first of all, we would know um, by proof on the blockchain where a customer is actually a true owner of that product. Because they had to purchase it, they had to claim ownership, and now, now there's a record of it immutably on the, on the blockchain. So now, if this person would leave uh, a review, then sure, the person could still have been paid to leave a good review. But at least you know that is a, is a, it's a true customer that actually owns the product, actually spends money to 
to buy it. And, um, and, and that really helps with the, um, the brand. Um, the, the brand is not really helped by getting a lot of fake reviews. And a lot of people nowadays, they already they catch on. You know, if you use Amazon, for instance, it's so obvious the, that the reviews that are left there are, are not by real, real people. And it, it totally devalues the review system. And, uh, and that's, that's unfortunate because the, the customer is not helped by that. And the, you know, in the end, the brand owner not really either. And so that, that is definitely a thing. Now with the, with the warranty, yes, um, that's exactly why we, we developed this, this, uh, this feature. Uh, you know, how many people forget to, to send in the registration card, like you said, and then it has to be done within a certain amount of time and all that kind of fine print. And um, wouldn't it be so much better if a, uh, a brand owner would say, okay, we, we give our customers, you know, instant warranty. They, they buy it, and then with one press of a button, they can uh, share the personal information. And then not only that, but then the, the, the app will then track for you how long your warranty period still is. So they know, oh, man, I still have six months left on my warranty for this or this product. Um, so it's kind of like a warrant portfolio on your phone that keeps track of the warranty of all the items that you have. And then uh, in addition, the, uh, the brand owner could decide to say, well, I want to offer my customer an extended warranty. So they, they can directly push the notification to that, um, that warranty screen and say, well, you, you can now uh, you know, receive uh, six months extra warranty or you can buy extra warranty or uh, we are extending the our warranty period for free, et cetera. There's all kind of, uh, possibilities there for, for both the brand owner as well as the customer because we do like to see um, that it's a win-win uh, yes we want the customers to be protected uh, but we also want the brand owners to to be able to uh, to benefit as well absolutely and uh, like I said we we know that the human identity and the human verification stuff um, is also important perhaps way more important than product authentication but that's that's such a large subject, Frank. That I think that we will um, we'll be we'll be happy with your summation there, because otherwise we'll be here all day trying to talk about that's just that's just such a ginormous problem that uh, Veritize is definitely going to help with it. But I have to believe that there are going to be lots of competing blockchains that are going to innovate and kind of work together until there's some sort of global standard. Which even in my wildest dreams is still going to be many, probably many years in the future. So. In, in the interest of moving the conversation forward here before we get to some listener questions, because also we want to take listener questions here at this AMA, um, I want to go through the three pillars that you kind of touched on, Frank, with the always low cost, always green, and always fast. And maybe if we can spend like five minutes on each one, I think that that would be a great way to kind of wrap up the package of Veritize with a bow so that people have really high-level basic information on this project that they could re-listen to this podcast and, and pretty much know exactly what Veritize is about without having to dive too deep and dive too technical. But these three pillars make Veritize interesting, and so I want to go over them again before we take some uh, listener questions. So let's start with always low Cost. It mentions here that the Veritize blockchain is a built-in dynamic fee mechanism, ensuring that transactions will always remain less than one euro cent, regardless of the value of the VTS token. Definitely want to hear about that again, Frank. Can you please explain that? Sure. And and so uh, as mentioned earlier, um, 
this this is crucial for the business model, right? Because we cannot have a token be uh, going in price uh, value in um, you know, the market go to ten dollars, and all, all of a sudden the the the, uh, the fees goes up as well. So um, the way the consensus mechanism and the way the the network works is that um, you know, we have the ability to adjust these fees, and so it, it's, it's basically a parameter. Um, it, uh, change and that would be uh, appropriated across uh, the nodes, and uh, it, would, it would be something that would be, be accepted. And so it works with like a, a fee multiplier. And so uh, that way we control. Um, so let's say the token goes up in value, uh, and doubles in value, then um, the, the fees will will uh, be lower to stay under that that one euro. So. Uh, it would be very technical to go into how exactly that is done, but that, that is the, the gist of it. So um, we have dynamically uh, controlled uh, fees. And then so that covers basically the you know, low-cost part of um, the blockchain itself. Um, I could then go into the, um, the other uh, pillar that you mentioned. So we, we got the, the green. So green, um, you know, a lot of people these days care about uh, the environment as they should, and um, you know, proof of work is just no longer a good option for that. We all know that it uses a tremendous amount of energy, and um, that's not what we we set out to do. And so we want to keep a low um, uh, footprint, carbon footprint. And in order to do that, we we did indeed um, select the the delegated proof of stake or of importance. And um, I think, um, you know, as most of you know, the delegated state is, is where you can actually vote for the node operator and that you feel like is doing a good job, has, has, a, has a good high-performing server, and you can use your wallet. You don't even have to run uh, your own nodes if you don't want to. There's other ways you can uh, take advantage of the, the rewards, the staking rewards. And you vote for a node that you want to support. And then, uh, depending on the amount of tokens that you have in your wallet, in proportion to that, you get a share of these uh, rewards. And um, the consensus mechanism does not require a lot of um, energy to do calculations. Uh, so that saves energy. So that's where the low cost part comes in. And then the, uh, the final uh, pillar of uh, fast transactions. Um, yeah, so we're looking at uh, you know, an average confirmation time of seven seconds, and so uh, usually even faster. And that was for us the, a good uh, middle ground uh, where of stability and fast enough to get a good user experience. Thank you for that, Frank. You know, one question that I had when it came to always green was I know that you mentioned the delegated stake. And it's also, it says here, delegated stake with the proof of importance algorithm, which I think is a kind of rare in blockchains. You know, we, like you said, we've heard of proof of work. We've heard of proof of stake. Uh, we, I've heard of proof of authority. I've heard of proof of reserves. There's a bunch of different consensus mechanisms that people use. Could you briefly explain what yeah. proof of importance means? Yeah, so that's, it's actually a very complex algorithm, and we've Describe that algorithm in our white paper that you can download from our, our website. Uh, but to, to put it in a nutshell, so the, the consensus mechanism looks at um, 
gives a score basically to to the different nodes. And the importance of a node is uh, determined by uh, several factors. And I don't know out of the top of my head those factors, but again, they're spelled out in our white paper. Uh, but what it does is that uh, it prefers those, those nodes that are operating um, at a higher level, uh, that are uh, functioning better, that are um, processing blocks well, that, that are um, that have obviously have uh, a lot of votes, a lot of a lot of importance in that regard. Um, so it's it's still a proof of stake, but it, because of the the way uh, the scoring works, there is a, a level of importance. Um, assigned to each, each node. And the higher this importance is, and like I said, they have several factors, and one of them is you know, the performance of the node, is what determines um, the share of rewards that a, um, a node will receive. Gotcha. Interesting. So it's almost like a, a little bit of like a an internal like trust score, or CERTIC audit or something like that, yeah. where it wants the, it wants the highest performing nodes to obviously uh, be prioritized because not only that keeps the network going, but that ensures that the system stays robust and with all the things that we've talked about here. Okay. Interesting. I'd never seen proof of importance before. And anytime I see an odd consensus mechanism that you don't hear about, I always like to, uh, to pry, to uh, pry into that. And then you talked about how the blockchain can handle 400 plus transactions per second with ease with a average of seven second confirmation time, although you said it's actually lower than that. The network can scale effortlessly and indefinitely depending on demand. So there you go, folks. You've got always low cost, always green, always fast with these ambitious goals. What more could you want? I guess we'll see here in one second because we're going to go to some listener questions, Frank. How does that sound? That sounds great. Okay. Now, guys, you're always, wow, we got a lot of people lining up here. Um, that's always nice. So, guys, you know that you're usually pretty good with the listener questions, but I do have to lay down some ground rules. Okay. First rule is you have to speak English. Sorry. No, um, no shade on other languages. I wish I spoke Italian. I took a little bit of it in college, but I only speak English. So I have to moderate the questions, and if Frank can't hear it or if Frank doesn't understand it, I have to be able to interpret it and, and ask it to him. So English is the language that we're speaking here. Two, please be in a quiet environment. Um, I can't hear you. If you're using a bad microphone, you're not in a quiet environment. I'll just have to move on to the next speaker. And then three, uh, please no insulting the guest or shilling another project or something like that. Frank is my guest here, and if you are mean to him or shout or try and just talk about your project incessantly, I'm just going to mute you, and you're going to leave the space. So it is a very futile effort as a marketer here on Twitter. So if you can abide by those rules, we will let you in to ask Frank a question. And it looks like I'm going to go with DJ Oberon. You're really waving your hand here. So, Okay. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Uh, uh, my question is, uh, do you have an uh, uh, economic model for sustainable your project? Uh, especially for uh, care uh, for uh, maintenance, your uh, token. Could you please repeat the question? I, I couldn't uh, kind of, uh, hear the whole part. I'm sorry. Could you please re repeat that question? Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, my question is: Do you have a, a sustainable uh, economic model for your projects for uh, long terms? 
Okay. Yes, it's not. Sure. No. I was going to say, Frank, did you get that? Yeah, I did, I did hear it. Um, not 100% sure um, what you're asking. If you're asking for what our business model is, I can definitely go into that. So how uh, how we see we're monetizing uh, as a company. Is that kind of what you're uh, asking for, uh, DJ Abram? Sure, yeah. DJ, are you asking about the yeah, business yeah. model of the company or the tokenomics? Yeah, uh, both, both of, of that. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Perfect. Yes, no, that's that's a good question because um, we have basically uh, two business models. So first of all, we have the traditional business model where we focus on working with companies that, that are hiring us to create bespoke projects for them. Um, so that is basically uh, you know, like any traditional IT company. We provide services, we build solutions. And of course, uh, these solutions... Uh, that we build, we we pick them according to um, those that are aligning with our core features. So the, the strategy is that uh, yes, we 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 go uh, business to business right now uh, to create solutions for them that are in line with our core features that we want to uh, release to the public. And so um, the advantage of that is that these features that we develop uh, custom for companies that are being validated because if, if one company uh, makes good use of it and, and has gets a lot of value out of it and that validates the use for similar companies uh, out there and so we can turn that into a turnkey solution that can then become a blockchain as a service or um, a subscription-based model so that's the traditional business model we we cater to um, you know, business to business we uh, produce bespoke projects that are in line with the core features that we want to roll out for the rest of the world. Uh, the second one, yes, the tokenomics. So um, as the adoption um, increases for Veritas, the, the token um, will start rising, uh, going up in price because of the, the, the pressure uh, of, of the, um, the buy pressure on the market. Uh, why? Because um, the services that we uh, provide require VTS as a token to work. See it as a utility token. So um, the more companies and more people start using the services, the more uh, veritized tokens are, are basically locked into these accounts um, that people use to, uh, to use these services. Let's say product authentication, uh, the company has 100,000 items every month that they need to secure. And so that takes a, a, an X amount of PTS tokens to cover transaction fees. And so from a tokenization point of view, the business model and, and to add value to, um, to the token is, um, you know, is to increase the adoption rate. And so the more people start using it, the, the more people are interested in the, the, these products and starting to create accounts and start create their digital identities on our blockchain and and starting to uh, and create their or sign the digital documents with it and and all of the other use cases that we have that you can read about on our, our website that will increase the demand for VTS and of course uh, I'm not saying that that uh, by definition will increase the price and I never will you know speculate about of price of, of uh, the token on the market, but the you know the fact is that the demand would go up 
when people need these tokens uh, to start using our services. And this is another element that I would like to to mention is that VTS is, is, is a utility token. So it's not a speculative. If people buy these tokens on the exchange, they actually buy a token that they can later use uh, in tandem with the services. So in, in, instead of uh, buying, uh, you know, uh, a subscription with fiat and, and then top up there, uh, have an automatic, you know, allotment of VTS that uh, covers transaction fees, they can also um, transfer their VTS to their accounts themselves if they, if they already own VTS and uh, start using that to activate these, uh, these services. So, so there you have it. We've got two two business models for for the, the medium and, and for the short term business to business bespoke projects. For the medium term, rolling it out to to the public globally by enabling them to register an account, um, select the features that they want, and then as a turnkey solution, start using it. And then uh, again, in the long term, as the adoption rate grows, and that's what we're striving for, you'll you'll see. Uh, the demand for VTS increase. Did that answer your question there, DJ? Okay. Yeah, fair uh, enough for me. Uh, this is great uh, explanation. Thank you very much. Sure, yeah. Thank you for the question. Thank you, DJ. So we're going to go to Goody next, and then we are going to go to um, Samakis and then Sheik. So, guys, just know that I'm trying to get through you all. We have to go one at a time, okay? Hey, Samicus, are you there? Yeah, sure, I am. Um, thank you, everyone. Thank you to um, the speaker from uh, Veritas. Thank you for to um, Bitmart for this opportunity. And thank you to Nathan for hosting such an amazing AMA. Now, uh, my question is, um, looking at VTS token as a utility token, um. I found out that um, looking at the tokenomics of the of the token, I found out that uh, it has 300 million uh, total supply. Um, my question is going to uh, um, the VTS uh, speaker. Is there any plan to reduce the supply of the token in the nearest future? Or what are the plans yeah, concerning that? And uh, the second question is, sorry, sorry, let me just ask the second question so you can answer both at once. Uh, this, the second question is on um, revolves around security of investors' funds. You know, uh, there are a lot and lots of projects out there who also offer utilities. You know, um, the, um, what distinguishes good projects from best projects these days is the security of investors' funds. You know, the confidence the investors have in the security of their funds in the project. So I would like you to. Um, you know, make an insight on how secured are investors' funds, you know, in your project. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that question. So, first of all, to answer the question about supply, uh, you know, we're not planning to ever uh, reduce that supply. Uh, so, yes, the, the total supply started out with 300 million tokens. Which I think is a, it's a very fair amount. It's not it's not a crazy amount, uh, but it's it's enough uh, in order to be able to be divisible and be spread out um, in order for these services to be used. And you know, there's millions of products, and they're being um, 
absolutely secured and, and of course millions and millions of identities uh, as well as documents etc all of the things that we can tokenize you know, potentially uh, so the total supply has been carefully chosen uh, with that in mind so we, we got 300 million uh, supply plus the one percent low inflation yearly which is really very low because you know we're looking at 10 years from now which is an eternity in crypto years, right? Uh, and we're looking at like a little over, you know, 330 million. So from an investor point of view, if somebody's concerned, well, is, is my, is the, is the, uh, my value going to dilute because of a crazy inflation rate? And I can say, no, that, that is something that we thought was very important. We wanted to make sure that the inflation rate is fixed. It's low. People know what it's going to be, and um, it's not going to uh, you know, dilute um, the value through through the masses of, uh, of actual tokens that are being generated. On the other hand, though, we're, we're not planning to burn any uh, tokens either. And so this is the supply, and um, you know, as you noticed on the tokenization page of our website, uh, it's just very plain and simple. Uh, this is the supply, this is the inflation rate, and there won't be any burning of, uh, of tokens. And so, um, and that is exactly to, to help protect the investors, uh, you know, confidence. Um, because if it wasn't so, and we would have a hyperinflation, then obviously that, that would not be very, um, that would not instill a lot of confidence, right? So I hope that answers your question. Yes, yes, yes. That Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for the question. <clears throat> Thank you, Samicus. So we're going to move on to, um, you know, and I didn't ask you, Frank, do you have a hard out right here? Because uh, I, I don't like to take up, you know, too much people's time, but I know that sometimes when we get to listener questions, uh, it can uh, it can go on for quite quite a long time. So I'm trying not to keep you here too long. So you let me know if you, you know, definitely have to go at any time. Otherwise, we'll go for, uh, you know, at least a couple more questions. I like to get a lot of listener questions in because it adds stuff to the AMA that I wouldn't have thought of. So are you still good, totally, Frank? Totally. Okay. I, I'm still good, and I, I really appreciate the, the questions coming from the community, and uh, I'm, I'm curious, you know, what the, the questions are because uh, we, we want to hear what's, what's playing in people's minds about Veritas. So, yeah, let's, let's go on for a couple more questions. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to go to Sheik Ryan and then Lucky Boy. I see you, but you keep disconnecting. Sheik Ryan, you should be coming up here next. I added you as, I added you as a speaker, but you know how Twitter spaces can be. I mean, hey. Okay. My question is going to be uh, a, a lot of security uh, agents, uh, pro- projects, uh, usually we treat some other part of countries uh, by using their service. So I still, uh, I, is it going to be a worldwide service provider or you restricted some country from using uh, the product? Did you get that, Frank? Um, not quite. Okay. Um, if, if, you, if you could re- re- paraphrase, rephrase that, please, uh, if you don't mind. I think I think I got it here, Sheik. You're wondering if um, you know the project seems great and it seems amazing, but you know that a lot of crypto projects, because of laws and regulations, are restricted to certain countries. And you're wondering if Veritas is worldwide or if they have restrictions on certain countries. Is that correct? Sure, that's what I'm trying to ask. Okay. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Cool. That is a that's an awesome question. Um, okay. Can you guys still hear me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Good. I was saying. All right. So, um, 
Yeah, so there's two things to keep in mind, right? When we had the ICO, uh, because of the regulations, crypto regulations, not every country was able to participate in the ICO. And so uh, the United States, for instance, was one of them because of the SEC. And um, we, we are based in France, and France has also certain crypto regulations, but they allow ICO, and uh, a lot of other countries still uh, do as well. And so there, there were some restrictions at that time. And um, you know, we, we follow the, the recommendation of the AMF, the AMF, that's basically the equivalent of the SEC in France. And uh, you know, France is actually a jurisdiction that is trying to um, promote and stimulate um, crypto innovation. And uh, as part of that, there's also the, the, the French uh, Blockchain Federation that we are uh, part of. We're actually a member of that federation. And what this federation is trying to do is to uh, uh, to, to promote uh, crypto uh, projects and crypto companies within France and, and beyond. And so France is, uh, from a regulatory point, uh, a very good place to be headquartered in. And, um, and that's you know, where Veritas is, is founded and uh, incorporated. Um, now, now that the ICO is over, of course, uh, there's no more restrictions when it comes to token sales, because right now it's um, freely traded on the BitMarket exchange and with other exchanges uh, coming soon as well. So um, what that means for our, from a service point of view, um, globally, we do not see any uh, regulatory um, uh, limitations for people using our uh, services once they are rolled out. Let's say we have the, the subscription-based service ready and people start signing up and they can start uh, choosing these crypto and key solutions, whether it's product authentication, CP verification, online identity, et cetera, all the things that we talked about. Um, you know, they don't even need to touch crypto at all. It's a service that can be paid with just regular fiat. And so there's, there's not a regulatory issue. The, the fact that we use blockchain as a, a means to secure the data, that is not important to uh, the person that is, uh, is paying for these services. Now, there, there may be some borderline regulation in certain countries where even that is forbidden. Um, and we, in, in, in most countries that we've investigated, we, we don't see that limitation, but I cannot guarantee it. So perhaps there will be certain jurisdictions, regions in the world that uh, may not allow for Veritas services to be purchased. Um, but I think um, that is going to be a very small percentage of the, the global market. Does that answer your question? Sure. Thank you very much for the explanation. I, I will appreciate that. Uh, You're very Who asked my last question? Uh, I would appreciate your answer. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Thanks for that. Oh, uh, I see you uh, secure project, uh, a project from Atkins and Scammer. So, is it uh, going to be only uh, projects uh, that have been uh, connected with crypto or? You're gonna uh, secure other projects that are local projects don't know uh, and did not know uh, about the points. Yeah, so that is the one of the targets is to uh, develop uh, you know solutions that um, 
that on the surface don't even seem to be connected with crypto. Uh, it is because you know the backbone is our blockchain, which provides this immutable data that can be trusted. But um, you know, from just from users looking at it from the outside, um, the they, they won't even realize at times uh, that the blockchain is being used. And so, uh, you know, we're always going to be building solutions that are going to be uh, built and founded on that blockchain. That's we're not wanting to de deviate from it, but, uh, but from, you know, from the outside looking in to serve some of these projects and uh, bespoke projects, especially in things that we, we built uh, for other companies, they might seem like they're not crypto related, but um, our target is to always um, build those projects that have a need for blockchain. You know, there's, there's a lot of solutions that don't need blockchain, right? And sometimes blockchain is overly used or tried to be applied to certain use cases that really don't need it. But um, in our case, we focus on those that, that cannot function without it. Because without the blockchain, there is no trust. Uh, in, in the data, in the integrity of the data. There is no um, immutable record or evidence that, you know, compared to a central database, for instance. So we will always focus on those solutions that are uh, going to be used with blockchain. And of course, um, you know, that means that our PTS token is going to be involved because that, that's just basically the engine, the, the, the fuel, I should say, to uh, run all these services. All righty, Sheik. I hope that answered your questions. Um, two questions is usually the, the limit I like to give people because we have other people that want to ask questions here, but uh, hopefully that satisfied you. Sure. Uh, that's it. I love what you answered. Thank you very much. All right. Very cool. Thank you, Sheik. Thank you. So we are going to move on. Okay, lucky boy, you're back in. I will approve you to be a speaker, but you got to not disconnect on me, okay? So... We're going to try you out. If you don't work out, lucky boy, then we're going to move on to uh, Peter Griffin and then Adang, um, Adang Yuli. I know you've been waiting a while, and then probably Muhammad or Mick. I'm trying to get to everybody, guys. It's just, you know, we can only do one at a time. Sorry. Lucky boy, I have put you. Thanks for the opportunity to speak. Sure, yeah. yeah you can ask Frank a question. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, I can. My question is that the security system of a company is very important in order to avoid hackers. How do you do to the security of a starting project, of your project? Do you have a special security system for your project or company? And do you also provide special security guarantee for users and investors? Thank you. Okay, thank you, thank you for that question. And so, yes, when developing software, uh, there's definitely uh, security measures in place. Uh, obviously, uh, we audit our uh, our code. So, uh, you know, first party auditing in order to make sure that the, the code ha doesn't have any flaws or or, um, or security issues. And then I'm talking about uh, the uh, the servers that we build on top of the blockchain, which can be vulnerable, right? And so just like any IT company, you know, we, we have definitely our, our security system in place. And of course, I don't want to really, you know, uh, reveal the, uh, uh, the exact system as, you know, hackers are also listening in. So, but um, as, and in terms of the blockchain, the blockchain itself uh, is, is extremely robust and 
and already very battle tested. And so, um, uh, you know, we, we, we are not concerned about uh, the security of the, the blockchain technology and network itself. Uh, what we concern ourselves uh, about is the uh, servers that we build on top of it to make sure that they are, are secure. And uh, just like any other IT company, you know, we, we have several you know, ways to review the code, test the code, and uh, and also use third-party uh, audits in order to make sure these, uh, um, you know, these layers on top of the blockchain are secure as well. And so when um, when a company uh, approaches us and we, we build a custom solution for them, of course, there will be uh, a contract and, and that lines, outlines certain security guarantees and certain um, you know, conditions and you know that's all judicial and it's kind of a, a legal uh, legal aspects of, of all of that but uh, we obviously um, you know cover these 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 things hope that answers your question there lucky boy it's kind of a uh, Frank has a very nice way of saying, um, you know, the secret sauce is there, but unfortunately we can't give you the ingredients to the secret sauce because, uh, well, it's the secret sauce. <laughs> so, uh, Thanks for sure. Yeah. Thanks for okay. Lucky boy. I've got to move on to Peter Griffin and Ed Dang now. So I'm going to remove you from speakers, Peter Griffin. Um, somehow I'm guessing that's not your real name, but <laughs> we, uh, Hopefully, you're going to connect here soon. Peter Griffin, you should be connected. Hi. Hi. Um, hi, Frank. Hi, Guy. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that is clear. Beautiful. So uh, my first question is concerning the, the hub, the wallet hub. So how secure is this app? And secondly, um, can I find this on Play Store or on um, uh, Apple Store? And will there be like a referral program on that hub? You know, that's my first question. So let's go with that first. Sure, sure. So yes, the short answer is yes. We do have a Apple mobile wallet and we do have a Android mobile wallet and they're ready for you to download on the, the, uh, the Play Store and the Apple Store alike. And so you know, I invite everyone to, to indeed do that and check it out. Um, and of course, these, these wallets are safe, they are secure, um, and they, they connect to our nodes and, uh, and communicate with the, the, the server network, and so like any other blockchain wallet does. Uh, and then we also have quite a few uh, versions of the desktop wallet as well. For those that are into Linux, we have a Linux wallet. Of course, we have Windows and we have uh, Mac desktop wallets uh, as well. And so all of those can be found on our website. You go to the wallet page, you'll find all of the download links right there. Beautiful. That's a very good answer. Okay, so um, we know for a fact that everybody wants to have a project that can bring a difference in the crypto world. A project that can just bring more solutions to the problem we are facing currently. And I know for a fact that no projects can actually bring an absolute solution. But then what exactly do you have in mind that make you bring out this particular project to the world? What do you think you want to bring as a solution? Yeah, well, I love that question because uh, it gives me the opportunity to, to really explain, you know, why do we think we're different? Why do we think... And, you know, we can't do everything, like you said, you know, for a fact that we all want to, you know, to try and have the solution. Uh, and you know, that, that's, of course, extremely hard. And so we, we do focus on the whole identity ecosystem there, the tokenization of, of identities and, and tokens. 
etc. And uh, and again, that's not new, and that's you know lots of projects working on their versions of that. Uh, where we are different is that we build the, the solution uh, to be affordable and to be accessible to individuals, small businesses, big businesses, big enterprises, corporations uh, alike, all across the, the spectrum um, through what I say, what I call a, a blockchain as a service. So instead of you know, uh, hiring, like the same company wants to use blockchain, they're a small company, they don't have a whole lot of budget, most small businesses cannot afford to hire a team of developers that will implement a blockchain solution of an existing chain uh, because that work still has to be done there's no like turnkey solution that you can just sign up for and then oh now now i can protect my products against counterfeiting or, or now i can uh you know create my uh, verified cv uh you know right now and that is what we are are developing that's what we are uh, offering we we strive to create this this um, uh, basically an, an account that you can sign up for where instead of having to pay all this upfront development cost uh, of hiring your own team getting it integrated into your your current flow your current system uh, instead of that you just pay a monthly you know affordable uh, fee um, that is appropriate or, or in proportion to what you actually need, you know, if you're if you're a small company and let's say you're a t-shirt company and you want to create labels with uh, with the security code that's connected to our blockchain to to authenticate and to to make you know give your customers a way to see that your t-shirts are genuine and you only have like ten thousand t-shirts a month in production, you know, you don't want to have to pay a thousand dollars a month to do that because all the profit goes out of the way so with our system uh, you know you, you only buy those um the, the protection of the amount of um t-shirts you need and those will be very low and you don't need to have um you know these 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 tens of thousands of dollars in in development costs to to create a, a link between uh, a blockchain that's out there you know we, we provide that service and, and i think it's really uh, a very important uh, point uh, also to get adoption, right? Because if it's if it's so easy to access these solutions, people are more prone to start using it, and that's that's what we think is really different uh, with our project or company compared to um, you know other uh, blockchain solutions uh, or blockchain that try to do the same thing. Um, and then it is um, basically also the other thing is when we are building custom products for businesses and some of that functionality will eventually trickle down into the subscription-based model right so let's say we, we, we already developed this solution now we, we can just add it as a feature to the subscription plan and people can start uh, selecting that as well and so not to get too long uh, <laughs> not a long answer but um, i'm just excited about this part because um, i think that will be really useful for people hope that answers your question Sure, sure. That, that's amazing. That's beautiful. So my last question is, this. sorry for taking your time. Um, one of the major things I noticed I missed from the discussion from the beginning with Nathan is that you you barely talk about the team. 
right? So um, I understand for a fact that you are going to be creating an uh, institution to be teaching people on how to understand the system of rarities, right? So if this is true, how secure is your team member and how can they also have this vision that you have? So, um, yeah, I'm not sure I understand the question completely. Like, when I say institutions, uh, you know, we, we create services for institutions, uh, enterprises, the individuals, uh, et cetera, companies. Um, so it's more like, okay, institutions can use uh, the services, right? Uh, so let's say um, a institution wants an identification system, and then they can, they can use that. Um, and then, yes, if, if they do want... Um, the education in terms of okay how how can we implement that then um, we, we can provide that but our our main focus is to provide these institutions and big corporations that have their own development team that have their own uh, resources to uh, you know give them access to a very robust api and so uh, we're working to make the api in such a way that you know because we're not looking to um, you know, we're a company that, that focuses on these, these blockchain services. Um, but then again, we, we don't want to have to um, you know, start implementing tons of um, bespoke uh, projects because we won't be able to handle all of them. Um, so we instead uh, offer them an API that's well-documented that they can start implementing in their, into their own systems. And again, they don't need any uh, you know, upfront uh, development costs, the API is there, they can start using it and they can start integrated into their system, especially for bigger companies. As they have their own IT team and they're familiar with their own systems, right? With their own way of integrating. Um, so we would offer that to them. So that's just uh, a the question and um, I'm glad I was able to insert the part about the API because we didn't mention yes. that today uh, either. Yeah. Yes, so I, I was talking about the, the team now. How can they bring this same vision to, 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 to reality? I mean, you, you really sound like someone who really understands what he's doing and you are really, 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 really um, secure and you are very, very clear on all these terms. But then how can you also make sure that your team members have the same knowledge and the same vision as you have? Yes, um, and so that's, that's part of our business culture. Um, so we, we, we have a certain culture, we have a certain, uh, you know, uh, certain values and then certain ways we do things. And, and that's basically cultivated within our team. And uh, if you become part of the Veritas team, you know, you will start to adopt these values and start to adopt the vision. And, and of course, we, we impart that vision, you know, to our team members. And, uh, you know, we, we desire all our, our team members to be extremely passionate about what we're doing. If they don't have the heart for it, if they're just there for the paycheck, that's not enough for us. Like we, we, we like our team members to be uh, passionate about what, what we're building and how we can uh, you know, make this world a better place because the, the trust is lacking in this world, as you know. The world is in dire need of, of trust. And, um, and, and this is part of, uh, of what, we, what we do. And so um, when we hire people, it's important for us that they uh, they have that heart and that passion. And when they do have that, uh, and we share the vision and they catch the vision, you know, it will be apparent. You will be seeing that they uh, that they run with this vision. They they um, you know they make the most out of it. And and so how do we 
how do how do we um, you know do that? It's, so, like I said, it's a part of the business culture. It's it's uh, you know we part the vision, and it, it may not be for everyone. You know, not, not everyone catches the vision, and that's okay. Uh, but those that do, and those are the people we we love to work with. That that's amazing. So um, I do have a lot of questions, but I think I'm gonna connect to you. So we're gonna talk about that. Thank you so much, Nathan, and thank you for the beautiful presentation. I wish you good luck on your project. Sure. Thank you so much. <clears throat> really appreciate that. Yes, thank you. I think I remember you, Peter, from other AMAs. You always ask great questions. Um, but uh, I was, good, I, yeah. yeah, I was gonna. I was going to have to cut you off there because I was going to say, okay, well, four questions. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit too much here, Peter. But don't worry, you always ask great questions. We're going to go to Ad Yang or Adang Yuli, and then I'm going to try and get to Mick, and then Muhammad, and then Youngcrest, and then Babangi. Uh, I'm definitely mispronouncing that. Uh, but I'm trying, <clears throat> guys. I'm trying to get to all of the questions. Looks like we only have about four left, and. Um, if we could get to everyone who's requested now, we'll, we'll try and get to your question. No more new questions. Let's put it that way, okay? We're, we're hitting the limit here for I don't want to monopolize too much of Frank's time. And um, we've had some really, really great questions. You know, the reason why I love these questions is because people talk about stuff that I just don't even think about. I didn't even bring up. So we're doing great here. Let's finish strong. Um, Adang, you should be a speaker now. You can ask Frank a question now if you want. I know you've been waiting a while. Hello. Hey, Mick. Yeah, you can ask Frank a question. Yeah, Nathan, it's Mitch. <laughs> oh, Mitch. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Mitch. Yeah. yeah. Hi, uh, Frank. Yeah, I just uh, read uh, the website of Veritas. It's a very, very interesting project. And this is my question. Um, what is your biggest advice for those newbies in this crypto space industry? so that they could choose Veritas as one of their investments. Yeah, so I'm obviously actually legally not allowed to give investment advice, so that to have that said. And so what I can advise people that um, you know, are thinking of it, like, like I said, I, I can't direct you to Veritas or or tell you what to buy, or you know, I'm legally cross a line with your case that cannot cross. So, but, but I think it's important for everyone to do your due diligence, right? Study uh, the projects that and the companies that you're interested in, and uh, look and see if they have um, you know something that that actually has a future, right? Uh, there's so many great ideas, but not all of them can actually uh, crystallize into a a real world solution that people would want to use. Uh, so that's important, I think. Um, so study uh, and you know, and, and never invest more than you can afford uh, to lose, right? Because there's always a risk in, in, in crypto, we all know. And so uh, study and get, get to know the, the projects that you're interested in and um, get to know the, the team, get, get to, you know, to see uh, you know, what they're doing, what they're working on. Uh, and I think that's that will keep you uh, or get you in the right direction. I think. I hope that helps. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. You know, guys, uh, Veritas. I saw the team members, the founders, and they are very trans. They are very docs. So I think it is safe one of to be considered as one of your, one of your investment. So I just have a follow up question. 
Um, you as as a CEO of this uh, project, yeah. yeah. What is your long term vision to make this project sustain sustainable in the long run? Yeah, so I, I'm not the CEO, but uh, the COO. Just wanted that. Uh, CEO, but, sorry, sorry, so CEO. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cormac Lucking is our CEO. Uh, but uh, yeah, so for the long term, um, you know, we we are focused on establishing a brand, and that's one of the hardest things to do, really, in the industry, right? To to create brand awareness, but it's something that that's crucial, I think, um, you know, in order for people to, to recognize Veritas and start seeing Veritas logo or our, uh, our avatar, you know, the, the big G uh, with the, the check mark in there. And um, for us to do that, it, it, it will um, require adoption, right? The more people start using it, the more start, the people start recognizing it. And uh, for the long term, uh, you know, the dream would be that basically the word Veritas would become uh, a verb, you know, just like Google, like Google, okay, let me Google this, Google that, you know, that, that didn't happen overnight either, right? Like Google, when they first started out, it was a search angling among uh, many, and and now it's it's become a, a verb instead of a noun, you know, uh, uh, the same way, um, we'd like to see people start to use veritize as a, as a verb, let's say, hey, is this ID veritized, or hey, this is a veritized product, you can trust it, right? And so it reminds me of this this quote from Ronald Reagan. He said, you know, trust, but verify, right? And so what we like to say at Veritas times is trust, but veritize. And that's, uh, that, that's our long-term goal. When when people on the street uh, know what Veritas is and uh, recognize the brand, or at least a, a percentage of the population, then I, I think we we, uh, we would be very happy and, and we reach the goal that we uh, we set out to, to achieve. Uh, thank you for that answer, uh, Frank. I'm going to follow you in LinkedIn. I saw you do have a that you have a LinkedIn account. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'll be posting uh, some, some some content there very soon, uh -huh. and uh, also follow us on all the other channels, uh, Twitter, um, and uh, you know we got Discord, Telegram. So yeah, keep in touch. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Nathan. Very cool. Yeah, very Frank. cool. I think I'm going to follow you on LinkedIn too, Frank, uh, or connect with you. Um, Mitch, yeah. <laughs> sorry about I'm Mitch. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to mispronounce everybody's name um, just to make it fair. Uh, I'm, okay. I've become it's known. Okay. I've become known for that. So Mitch, thank you for the great questions. We're going to go on to, I guess, Young Crypto left. He couldn't wait. We're going to go on to Mohammed and then Babangi. And then that's it, guys. That's the list that we set up. Um, unless somebody doesn't connect, um, just in the interest of Frank's time here. And um, in case you all don't remember, um, I do have other stuff to do at BitMart. This is unfortunately not my only job duty. So <laughs> I do have stuff to get back to. Hey, Hello. yeah, yeah. You can ask Frank a question. How are you? Good evening. Hi, how are you? Oh, well, guys. So thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak. So in summary, because you spend most of time talking about this project, so I'm going to summarize, ask my question. So I have two questions that I want to ask. So the first question is that uh, I need to know what are the mission, mission and the vision of this project? The first question. Uh, the second question is that I need to know your staking pro pro procedure, I mean staking program. What are the requirements for staking? So that's my question. Thank you very much okay. for giving me an opportunity. Yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so our, our mission uh, is, our mission and vision, basically, let me just combine that in, in, in one sentence. And this actually kind of summed up in um, on the first line of our, uh, on our website, is where we're talking about creating a blockchain that um, that is an identity uh, verification platform that can be uh, used by um by individuals, institutions, enterprises, etc., with the purpose of making it accessible and affordable to anyone. Um, but that, that I think is an extremely important vision. Uh, part of the vision too is that we want to focus on things that have, uh, and I pointed it out in the beginning when uh, I was asked what is veritized, and to create things that people actually want to use on a daily basis that use blockchain technology in a that makes sense in a way that makes sense right because most most people don't have um you know an app in their on their phone right now that they use on a daily basis outside of uh, using it for crypto trading or as a wallet or or generating nfts so the, the vision is to create this um powerful and we already created it the, the, the blockchain is there uh, and we're you know creating the the layers of, of the um, of the services on top of it now, uh, a platform that basically tokenizes uh, a whole slew of different things, whether it's uh, human identities, whether it's uh, objects, whether it's digital assets of any kind, even NFTs. You know, we haven't even touched on that. The NFT is huge, of course, in in the, in the discussion in crypto, and you know, we, we we're working on having authorized NFTs, NFTs that have a proven uh, ownership uh, record uh, beyond what is out there right now, um, and so uh, so that's the vision: the an ecosystem of identities that runs on on our blockchain. And then uh, the second question: Can you remind me again, please? Uh, the second question is about the staking program. Ah, yes. Staking. Right. So uh, basically, it's very it's, it's extremely um, easy to get started on the staking. Um, it only requires you know, downloading and installing the wallet. And at that point, you know, you would get your wallet address and then you select any of the nodes that you want to vote for, because you know, it's a delegated proof of, uh, of importance, as we say, and it's a staking process. And at that point, uh, the staking will start. There is a minimum requirement, I believe it is 10,000 uh, paratites that you would need for, uh, for running and running a node so uh, you can stake by creating your own server if you're technically inclined you can do that as well and you'll, you'll get rewards for for that as well but if you don't want to do that just can uh, go by uh, installing the wallet and uh, there's information on the website on that as well uh, if you want to get more details go to the uh, um, to the technologies tab where it says uh, staking and um, and there you will see some more information on that. Okay, so thank you very much. Uh, I wish all these projects to the moon. I wish you all the best. Wow, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thanks for the question. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Yes, it would be great if, if they all went to the moon, um, both in price and in use case and utility. So it's always a nice well wish. Muhammad, it looks like you are connected. Thank you for staying silent. Um, are you there? You can ask a question to Frank now if you want to. Mohammed. Hi, you plus Richard. up to date. Hello. Hey, yes. Hi. Yeah, I can hear you. Hi, I'm. Hi, you plus Richard. 
I'm sorry, Young Crypto. I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of understanding you. Could you speak a little bit slower? I'm an RDD platform reach other projects. I made them use your own kudos. I, I'm sorry, I still can't understand you, Young Crypto. You you got a you got a heavy accent. Could you speak speak slower? And uh, I know that you're asking something about the project. Hello. Hey, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, I reach other projects and make them use of products. That's what I'm trying to ask. I don't know if you hear me. You're kind of having connection issues now too. Try it one more time. Speak slow, and I know you're asking something about the project. I just can't figure out what it is. Oh, what I'm trying to ask is how did you plan to reach other projects and make them use your product for security purpose? Gotcha. Okay. Understood it loud and clear. So Frank, he is asking, how do you plan to outcompete other projects and make them, make everybody want to use Veritize instead of other competing projects? That is what he is asking. Right. I think that's a very tall order, of course, um, to outcompete everyone. I think there's a, there's a, a place in the market uh, for a lot of companies doing similar, similar things. And, um, you know, our approach is just different. And I think, you know, a segment of the market will, will choose to go with, with our methodology. You know, I don't, I don't think it's realistic to say that we, we intend or able to, at this point, uh, you know, outcompete everyone else. That, that, that I think is not realistic. Uh, but what, what I think is realistic is that we, we get a user base that is enthusiastic about using our products and services and that we have, you know, significant amounts of companies that are using it and that are seeing their bottom line, um, you know, being improved, you know, they, they, they see their costs uh, being saved uh, in their operations. They, they can see that they add value to, uh, for their customers and for themselves. And so, um, so in short, I, I can't really say that um, you know, we, we would have a strategy to outcompete everyone else, but, you know, we, we are moving forward and step-by-step, step, you know, we, we want to grow and obviously we want to grow. Uh, we, we want to get as much adoption uh, as we can, but I think um, you know realistically, different solutions will will exist uh, next to each other. You know, I, I think there's going to be different angles, different um, you know approaches that appeal to some companies more than others, and so um, uh, and and there's, there's there's a huge market out there when you look at the just the the, the problem of the the, uh, the product counterfeiting. Uh, you know uh, the cost. I mean, the, the damages that are suffered by brands uh, just as one, and then the whole identity, uh, you know, space. Like Nathan mentioned earlier, like it's it's such a huge space, and it can, so much can be said about that. And we we don't, uh, you know, have the illusion that we just outcompete everyone in that space. Uh, but what we do believe is that we can carve out a, a space for for us, and that there will be um, you know adoption. And there will be individuals using our, our products and, and get benefits from it, as well as companies using it and, and um, you know, small businesses, mid-side businesses, and perhaps a, a couple of big corporations. And so, uh, so that would be my, my answer. Gotcha. So I hope that that is satisfying to you, Young Crypto. Thank you for being our last question asker here. Um, we have gone... We've gone way over the time that we usually go. 
Um, but uh, that's fine with me. That's fine with me. I just, you know, if the AMAs, if the questions keep going on and they're good questions, that's why I asked you about a hard out, Frank. It's like, I could do this all day. I could, I could, uh, people always talk about Joe Rogan going for three hours and it's, it's kind of, when I started out doing this, I thought, yeah, how does he do it? And I'm like, oh, I get it. If you just have a good conversation, you know, think about your best conversations with friends and family. It's like, you could talk for six hours if you, somebody just brings you food and water. Um, <laughs> so exactly. yeah, it's just the natural inclination of the human being, but guys, we've reached the end of the questions there. I'm sorry that whoever couldn't connect, um, who, who is having connection issues that I had to bump out. I apologize for that, but that's just the way Twitter spaces is and, uh, the internet in general. Um, so we have reached the end here of our discussion with Frank Tyson from Veritize. I think we've talked about pretty much everything that we could talk about with Veritize from just me talking with him and then all the great questions that came up. If you want to learn more about it, you can go to Veritize.com. That is V-E-R-I-T-I-S-E. The VTS token is live on BitMart is my understanding. Um, I, I don't know about the specifics about withdrawals or deposits or things like that, but I do know that it is live on BitMart now. And Veritize, I mean... They're, we're giving away uh, $1,000 in Veritize tokens here to 200 winners. And what did I say at the beginning of this AMA? I said, you always say the same thing. You go, Nathan, why would we want these tokens? We don't know anything about the project. Well, after this, no matter whether you came in, you've been here from the start, or you came in during the middle, and you've heard all the questions asked, now you know why you'd want some of the VTS tokens, because it is a utility token. It's a project that's trying to bring back trust. They've got a innovative solution here for authenticating products, which if you've paid attention to what eBay has been doing with sneakers and luxury brands have been doing, that is, I mean, it's just a use case that's going to happen. So you'd want somebody smart like Veritize helping out with that as a utility token. The human identities with CVs, as Frank just mentioned, that is a huge space. Even if you just did work identification, it would be a huge space, not to mention global identification, CVs, um, passports, any sort of identity that you could think of. The blockchain is proprietary in the fact that um, Veritize has developed it, but it is still a public blockchain that people can participate in. Always low cost, always green, always fast. To learn more about this, you're going to want to re-listen to this AMA and listen to me talk to Frank where we go into, into detail and in-depth about all these. And don't worry if you've just come in during the middle or the late here at this AMA. I'm going to be taking this audio, archiving it, putting it on the podcast stream, which is Crypto Conversations. So it, even when it disappears from Twitter in, in you know 30 days, I believe it is, you will still be able to re-listen to it if you're thinking about investing in VTS, want to know more about it, things like that. So before I say goodbye to Frank, I just wanted to remind everybody that if you're listening to this AMA, you know, Bitmar wants to thank you by uh, for your studious nature for wanting to know about crypto projects for wanting to go in depth to want to educate yourself and the reward here that we're giving away like i said is a thousand vts for 200 winners and the way that you're going to get that is you're going to retweet this spaces link that you are listening to it on here on bitmart exchange you are going to follow at bitmart exchange and at veritice on their twitter which is at v-e-r-i-t-i-s-e Show them some love, tag three friends, fill out the Google form that we have attached, and then you will be off to the races to win some of those sweet, sweet VTS tokens, which we have now discussed the utility and comprehensive nature of. So 
My guest has been Frank Tyson from Veritas. Frank, I wanted to thank you for being on this AMA, and you've kind of done a marathon. I've got the recording here at like one forty-three, almost two hours. Quite a long time to talk. It was, but it, it was fantastic. And Nathan, I just really want to thank you for being an excellent host. I really appreciate you. And also want to just thank the whole Bitmark team. It has been really excellent. And then lastly, all of the, the listeners today uh, tuning in that have listened and have asked questions and, and also those that uh, may be listening uh, at, uh, to the recording. I just really want to thank you for your interest in, in Veritas. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Very cool, very cool. And since we have nothing left to discuss, I will say goodbye to everybody out there in crypto land. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good day. Hello to everybody out there in crypto land. Did you enjoy that conversation? I know that I did. It's always interesting to learn more about crypto projects, NFTs, and what is going on in this very unique industry. But now we've got to get some legal stuff out of the way. All right. It's just the way that it is. So, I wanted to let you know that all opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of Bitmart. Bitmart does not guarantee the accuracy, applicability, reliability, integrity, performance, completeness, or appropriateness of this content. The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. Bitmart does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of BitMart services is entirely at your own risk.